What is fascinating is when you get to watch a champion in full flight and the crowd at Randwick yesterday had the privilege of seeing Animo. I think, to me, it was his most compelling performance. But let's ask our next guest what he thought. Trainer James Cummings is on the line. James, good morning. How good was he yesterday? Oh, it was good to watch Ray. He, uh, he Second up there in the Chipping Norton, he was certainly ready to perform and uh, he's now proved that yet again he's come up to um, to compete in to compete at a high level in a, in, in, a, in another preparation he's a, he's a he's a great horse and you have to go back a long time before you can remember uh, seeing uh, you know an entire mm. who has consistently performed at the highest level and bagged group ones every campaign if you include the entirety of his two-year-old season every every campaign he's been up to up to winning a group one or more and uh and he's, and he's done it again, this this, this preparation. So it's, a, it's an amazing achievement for his record. Yeah, well, he's got, as you said, the eight group ones now, and he's only got Lonro on 11 and Octagonal on 10 above him in terms of group one wins for for end ties. And that in itself is an extraordinary feat because we've discussed it before, James, the easy decision for Godolphin would have been to retire him at the end of his three-year-old season. Yes, so um, one thing that, we're grateful for is that His Highness Sheikh Mohammed has a great passion for racing his horses. He, he uh, you know, for for, for three hundred, for three hundred more than three hundred years, the Maktoum family have uh, mm. held horses in such high esteem that they've really ingrained as a part of their life and their culture. And uh, I can tell you, my this is the same. Mm. And, uh, and and the, whilst the Chipping Norton is not the necessarily the jewel of the crown, the jewel in the crown of the Australian autumn. But, it's a special race for Animo to have won, uh, for, for, um, from, from my family's perspective, because my great grandfather uh, Jim won the race with Comic Court, and Bart won the race with the Dip, and my father won the race in 2008 with Casino Prince. Mm. So uh, pretty, pretty special to see my name up there as, um, as Animo's trainer to, to win the race in. 2023 and uh, be the fourth generation winner of the race. Uh, that's a good point. Uh, James, how has he pulled up? Um, where to next? And I say that because I think this horse is now racing's biggest draw card and wherever he goes, I think the ATC should just pin all their marketing campaigns around him because yesterday was the first time I think I've really heard the crowd roar when he let down. So he's cap- uh, sort of captivating the, the racing public now and I think wherever he goes next, he's just going to be the sport's biggest draw card. I mean, that's, you know, it's great. That's just great, isn't it? I mean, that's mm. to, to have the to have the crowd behind him is is uh, is, is humbling and, uh, and and exciting at the same time. It was a bit, you know, it was very very much like that at Caulfield when he surged to win the Might and Tower, mm. and at Mooney Valley when he tanked up four and five wide on a turn. Matt Hill declared he's ready to he's staring destiny in the face. And that, that's that, that's the feeling people got there on those days. And hmm. Great to see it yesterday. Great to see the horse prove that he's come up, and uh, and and, uh, and now that he's had two uh, fitness building runs in February, we like we like the uh, the pattern that he has a run in March, and so you should uh, expect to see the horse on 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 Golden Slipper Day, running at Rose Hill. There are two races that day that suit the horse quite nicely. The George Riders over fifteen hundred metres at Wait for Age. And the Ranvet's over a mile and a quarter, uh, so we'll use uh, we'll use one of those two runs on the way through, and uh, and a run a one run in March and one run in April should see the horse uh, 
mm-hmm. well set up for for a, and, he, and he's he's a he's, he's international tilt at the, at the at the most likely the Queen Anne at Royal Ascot, uh, but that is that is uh, that is ten weeks away from the Queen Elizabeth that that race or perhaps even nine weeks away from the All Aged. So there are a few uh, a few ways we could go about getting there, and, uh, and we. we uh, we don't like to lock it in too soon because we, you know, we keep our options open. And you, you know us, and, uh, and and we'll just do the the best thing by Animoto in order to get give him his best possible chance of being effective at Royal Ascot. Uh, James, what did you make of In Secret's defeat, and where to next uh, for the filly? Well, I thought the filly was gallant in defeat. I thought Sunshine in Paris was outstanding. I thought there were at least um, I thought four of those fillies went went so well, and. Uh, um, I, I would not, um, I, I, I would not suggest that anybody should be doubting the strength of the form of that race because of the narrow margins of four across the, the line. I just think they're four outstanding fillies. Um, Sunshine and Paris is untapped. Ruthless Dame similarly and had Jack and O form. Um, Zugotcha was fresh up over fourteen hundred and and um, off, a, off a little setback and he's a class filly. Was undefeated in the spring. And I thought In Secret was excellent. That's twice now I've run her at 1,400 metres and twice she's gone to the inside and looked like the winner. But uh, but just just doesn't quite have the, uh, I suspect, the stamina to, um, to, to, to get all the energy out required to win over 1,400 metres. And a few things were, were, and a few things were against her, which was, you know, which was not ideal on the day for, for In Secret, being, uh, being down on the inside and ducking back to the, Ducking back to the inside rail, I don't think that was the way to play that track by that stage of the day, and uh, and and so and so um, nevertheless we've gone down fighting in defeat and a drop back to six furlongs will suit her perfectly. One silver lining of not winning yesterday is that she won't go up in the weights of the new market, so she'll carry between 52 or 51 and a half either of those two weights in the new market we expect with private eye as a top weight of 58 mm-hmm. and. Uh, and I think that uh, getting back to the course where she won the Coolmore by two lengths, beating the boys and raiding through the roof, I think she'll be uh, she'll be really ready to fire third up, and she'll look quite you know she'll look quite dangerous. Yeah, she was awesome that day in the Coolmore. Uh, James, when I was out at Osborne Park, Park a couple of weeks ago to watch Animo work, you worked him with a horse called Pericles, and you told me then this horse, this three-year-old was coming up really, really well. Gee, he showed that yesterday in the Autumn Classic at Sandown. How how impressive was he? Tell you what, he reminded he reminded me of Avilia sprinting through there wow, yeah. to claim that race. Um, he's got a long way to go to be as good as that horse, that's for sure. But mm. he, he is a very, very promising three-year-old that horse, and I can tell you there was a lot of confidence around that horse from the stable and from his rider in the lead up to that in, in the lead up to that Autumn Classic. Now the Autumn Classic is not the best three-year-old race of all time either, yeah. and you know the horse has got quite a few steps to continue to take to be to be up there. But there are many options for, for Pericles along the way. He's only had two runs this campaign. He was toughened up by a, a run in the Victoria Derby last last uh, preparation. And uh, and I wouldn't give up on the prospects that that horse could be a very effective young stayer. Uh, he certainly looked that way yesterday. Mm. And uh, and, I'd, and I'd, um, I'd suggest that what looks really suitable for that horse is to step to a mile and a quarter next time. My options there would be to either run the horse at Moody Valley, where he's placed before and one start in the Alistair Clark over a mile and a quarter, or to bring him to Sydney for a slipper day and run him in the Rose Hill Guineas, which, you know, 
does look does look a, a, a very attractive option as well, and uh, and I and I'd um, I'd suggest he be uh, he'll be ready to advance again because you know there, he was open to further improvement. Uh, despite being so ready to go yesterday, he sort of, to, to my eye, still looks open to improvement, and that's exciting for the fans of Pericles. Yeah, no, he was good yesterday. Just finally, James uh, Corniche, how did he pull up, and will we see Cylinder next week in the Todman? Well, um, Corniche pulled up uh, yesterday like he hadn't gone around, wow. and what wow. I loved about his win in the Skyline was that's the first time Corniche in four starts has actually had the opportunity to distribute his energy um, evenly and, co- and, and correctly. He had he had a clear run in the race, and uh, and and Brendan Abdullah did an excellent job of putting the horse in the right position. He'd done his homework as and 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 uh, and was um, was in agreement with our tactic on the horse, and you know deli- delivered it mm. expertly. Um, and uh, and look, he he might be like he might be like a fifteen to one chance in the in the in, in the Golden Slipper or or thereabouts. But I think he's like he's the type of horse that you know you could trust to advance sufficiently. To be competitive and with yeah. the right sort of run, like he like he enjoyed yesterday, you wouldn't put it past him now that he's been so uh, so effective over 1,200 metres. You know, beating Shinzo by a length and a half—that's not bad form mm. as that horse. It's good form so well yeah. in the Canterbury against Red Resistance and and King's Gambit uh, and and Cylinder yeah. next week. Yes, you will see Cylinder. He'll run in the Todman. Uh, we're delighted with that horse. He's um, he went around in a gallop there yesterday morning at Osborne Park and has not taken a backward step from his win first up in the Silver Slipper. Oh, that's exciting. James, it was exciting to be at Randwick yesterday to watch Animo. The stable is going great, but I urge anyone who's listening to us, if they get the chance, we've got two more opportunities potentially to watch Animo race in Australia. It's worth getting out to either Rose Hill or Randwick to watch him. James, um, thanks for joining us this morning. Best of luck going forward into the Autumn Carnival and hope all goes well with Animo. All right. Thanks, Ray. Cheers.